Wake up in the morning, I don't got no worries, cause it's a beautiful day. So many wonder how long we will be here, telling that we're here to stay. Hey yo, let's get it! Boss talk straight from the city with true heart. We got champs in the making, the champs that are rude more. Got that all sport, optimal prime, ready to dominate. The hottest conversations uncensored, it's the time and place. Boss talks, keep it uncensored, it's so hard. You could be for more walks, come tune in the boss talks. Got that all sport, optimal prime, ready to dominate. Hottest conversations uncensored, it's the time and place. Boss talks. Talks. Boss talk, man. I know, right? <laughs> Let's go. That's a jam, bro. That's good. What's good, man? I tell you what. Well, well, listen. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, man, it's been been a couple weeks. We took a little bit of time off. We uh, aired some some uh, some some older episodes. Kind of took a week off, and now we're we're back live, man. I tell you what, and and due to uh, the beauty of technology, man, we're coming to you from. I'm in L.A. Jeff, where are you at? Uh, Puerto Rico. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I'm in Monroe. <laughs> Let's go. And our guest today is coming to us all the way from the UP. Uh, and we'll get to that in a minute. But how about we do this? Let's get our sponsors out of the way. And then after that, we'll jump into uh, talking to our guest today. So, uh, Jeff, why don't you kick us off, brother? Absolutely. So, Shout out Monroe Nutrition, 739 South Monroe Street. If you want your healthy fixing, we say fast food for healthy people. Um, also, we're giving wellness evaluations for anybody who would like to uh, get better in their daily nutrition and daily, you know, everyday uh, healthy living. Stop on in and see us and we'll take care of you. What you got for us, Tino? Well, I thought you were going to jump in with Triple D Liquidations, man. Okay, yeah. Hey, Triple D Liquidations, BSB. <laughs> hey, BSB, uh, be somebody's blessing. Uh, yeah. The new clothing line, you're going to see a lot more of us as well. There you go. And, of course, you know, we've got Amaya's Fresh Mexican Grill, 29 South Monroe Street. You know, uh, man, we're right in the heart of downtown Monroe, the crown jewel of downtown Monroe. Uh, you know, we make it fresh daily. We don't. You already know. My mama will slap me. Um, right. Let's see. You know your got, mama don't play that. I, she doesn't play, man. She, listen, she, <laughs> she's four nine. She doesn't mess around. Yeah. Uh, and then, the of course, <laughs> <laughs> stay away from the Mexican women, Jeff. I'm telling you, man. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, and then, of course, we have Tino Amaya, State Farm Insurance Agency, celebrating 20 years owning and operating a state farm insurance agency right on the, uh, the South side of Monroe, uh, man, I'll tell you what, we're South County Monroe. And I'll tell you, man, it's been a great 20 year career for me at state farm. I didn't farm. know that about you, Tina. I had no idea. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, it's, it's been, it's been fun, you know, 20 yeah. years, man, you know, and, and I'll tell you, it's funny when I first started that business, I thought I'd never be that old guy that, that, you know, complains about the new young guys coming up or complains about the technology changes. That boy complains like that. about me all the time. Man, I, I complain all the time. Are you kidding? And then, of course, you know, we've got a Maya Group Inc. We do small restaurant renovations, small cafe renovations. We do uh, menu engineering. Um, you know, if, if you've got a small project out there, we try to keep it, you know, 25 employees or less. 
Uh, we try to keep it pretty small, boutique shops. But if you're looking to renovate your space, looking to uh, re-engineer your menu, give us a call. Um, and then I do want to mention May is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month, okay? Mm. And this is something that a lot of guys struggle with. And when I say guys, I mean men in particular. I think men struggle most with it because we're not exactly sure who to call, when to call, how to call. So if you're out there, you're struggling with uh, mental health issues, any mental health awareness issues, man, you know, we definitely are open. I'm going to say there are lots of resources out there. I also want to showcase, I'm always wearing this bracelet right here from uh, the Valhalla Project. And 22 veterans a day struggle with PTSD, take their lives on average every single day. And so I'm going to say if there's a veteran out there that you know, uh, these guys here are, are trying to find ways to get them help a lot sooner rather than going through a lot of the red tape and a lot of the chains that they have to go through in order just to get mental health. So, guys, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. Don't be ashamed of uh, needing to reach out and call somebody, all right? Uh, that's all I got. That's all I got, man. So today's guest, whoo, man. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Listen, man, I was super excited when I reached out. Now, I met Zach probably, was it pre-COVID, Zach? I think so. Yeah, I think it was pre-COVID. You know, he was in the restaurant. We got around to talking. And then, like, I think right after COVID, came back around and McGady's had closed down. And I know at one point you were kind of looking, kind of kicking the tire over there, not sure if you wanted to do something. But we yeah. got around to talking. And so when we were thinking about a guest lineup, I said, man, we got to get this guy on the show. He's young, it. started his career at a young age. Uh, I'm not going to give away all your secrets here. I'm going to let you do that. But I've always been impressed with, you know, again, like Jeff, a young entrepreneur. I've always been impressed with these young guys that are young, not afraid to take chances. Good, hungry, humble. I'm, I'm proud of good Jeff. Good looking. Too. Jeff, yeah, we, grew man. Same, we grew up in the same park, right? Yeah. 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 So I, I, yeah me and Jeff go, go back. Uh, he, I know I was pretty close with Drew, who we yeah. had, I met you through. And uh, we, we grew up in the same, same trailer park there in Monroe. So I'm not yeah, sure. that's For awesome. people who don't know, Drew is my older brother. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, so Zach, I mean, kick us off, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about your uh, your business enterprises, and then you know, just kind of let everybody know um, like what you got going on right now. Um, I'm Zach. Uh, I, you know, I, I mean, I don't know how much you want me to get into right now, or you want to go on the questions, but I, uh, you know, I've I've been doing business for. I started my first company when I was 18, uh, officially working for myself when I was 18, and I started it. I actually was downtown Monroe on 14 West First Street. I opened a little wow. tech store called Tech Life. It only lasted about a year because I realized I didn't need a space to do the kind of tech stuff I wanted to do. It was more like going to businesses and stuff. Um, but that was where it all started at 18. It was a little little store in Monroe. And wow. um, did IT for a long time. I still have the IT company, so I still, still do IT. Uh, had a marketing company for a while in Ann Arbor after I did a... Uh, an app for Ann Arbor called A2 Social. And I was onboarding. It was like, you could go find like happy hour, nightlife. And it was a social network to like, kind of, you know, get people talking about businesses and get businesses interactive with people. Um, so from that stemmed a marketing company. Um, once we realized I had all these, you know, restaurants and bars that were like, hey, I need help. Uh, can you help us do other things since you're doing this? So I, I launched a marketing company called Bright Lights. And uh, that lived about five years or so. Um, that was a lot of work to keep going. So I ended up kind of shutting the doors. 
because uh, I had more things going on. Um, I bought a pedicab company through that. We were doing promotion for uh, the app and restaurants and stuff like that. I no longer own that one. Again, it was a wonderful guy that owned it when I bought in. I gave it back to him and we separated uh, the, the business. We still stay in touch. Um, and then I, out of that, after helping all these restaurants and bars, started buying my own restaurants and bars. So, <laughs> so now uh, I own a couple in the UP, where I'm at right now. Um, wow. And one opening in Ann Arbor. And uh, yeah. No, so what are you opening in Ann Arbor? Uh, it's the old Moe's Sports Shop on North University. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was there for 100, I think it was 108 years. And uh, it was where the referee strikes were invented in that building. Wow. Like where they just in, straight up came from. Every, the referees used to just wear white button-ups. And they, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They were getting confused for some players because there was like white uniforms. And so uh, they went to uh, George Moe there that was a, a clothier, you know, for the, the, the collegiate. And um, he was one of the, the big guys at the time. And they asked him to come up with a Yukon Geek design. So we're, wow. we're paying homage to that. I'm recalling the Bar Mo's, uh, paying a ton of homage to that uh, that that history and um, doing a big thing. It's it's going to be a really good spot. I've been working on it for like two and a half years now or more. It's been wow. it's been a thing coming, you know, COVID and all this, but it's it's on its way and it's it's looking good. So so let me jump in and ask you this. I, yeah. You know, going from tech to restaurants. Yeah. What are some challenges you faced? I mean, so do you have a restaurant background or was it just? So what are some challenges you faced, man? I mean, kind of oh, man, making I got, that I got transition. So much restaurant background. I worked as a waiter for two days. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That, that's I, impressive. Uh, I actually did though. I worked in Dolce Vita in Monroe when I was young for two days. Uh, my friend's girlfriend got me hired there, and uh, I worked there for two days. And I was like, the first customer that like got snippy with me, I was like, this isn't for me. I'm gonna hit somebody. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh! I'm gonna do this place a favor, and uh, <laughs> that is um, funny. Yeah, no, so no, no restaurant background. I worked at Cafe Classics actually, where your business is now. Um, okay. But I worked, I worked there for a bit, um, but I mean, no real restaurant background. But I've always kind of been that that type. I've always been that host. I've always liked to entertain. I've always liked to create spaces that people enjoy. It's just ever since I was a kid. So it yeah. really was a natural, a natural fit to go in and just kind of dream these places up and do it. Um, I'm probably not the most qualified to work them day to day. I go in, I'm a good cook, so I can go in and help, help things with the menu and help do recipe testing and stuff like that. But when it comes to front of the house, I really rely heavily on my staff and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good at, I'm, I have some really good people that, that, have taken that part over it's just uh you know all the foreign things i was able to, to so make. so let me ask you this what's your philosophy then on hiring you know because you hear that a lot right mm -hmm. you need to surround yourself with a team um you know i don't know if you're like a. do you read a lot of books i mean are you a podcast guy i no. i don't have the attention span to read a book to be honest podcasts i'll watch every once in a while Okay. Okay. You know, so that's kind of like Jeff. Jeff, you're not a big reader either. We've had this conversation before. Jeff, you're more of a podcast guy. hundred yeah, percent. And real quick, I just transitioned. So can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're fine. Really good. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm a real big, um, I love YouTube. Yep. I love watching certain videos on YouTube yep. and, um, I love, you know, Eric Thomas, some, some of those motivational speakers, but the uh there's actually this um app called headway which okay. will break down a book in like 15 minutes so it's like perfect for my uh attention span it just yep. boom 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 <laughs> yep. 
I, yeah, I yeah, totally yeah. feel you there, man. I can't, I sit down and start reading. And then all of a sudden I realize I'm reading words and I'm like, I have no idea what I just read. So yeah, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. wild. Yeah. So, you know, me personally, I mean, I am, I, I love to read. I love to kind of, you know, get into things. I love to sit. Yeah. I read almost every single day. I'm reading a book. But so so with that, you don't have a lot of restaurant experience. You transition from IT to restaurants. Yep. What's your philosophy as far as going around and actually finding those people that you place? You know, as Jim Collins says, putting the right people in the right places on the bus around you. Um, you know, I think that's something that I, I, it's hard to say it like this. I'm not it's you either kind of have that gauge or you don't. You know, okay. and I think it, it can kind of be learned, but you kind of have to be good at reading people just kind of naturally. And I think that is luckily one of the things I've always been best at. And I think a lot of my success to that, I think I've always been really good at people working with people, you know, um, and, and that's with all my clients. You know, I, I've never lost a client in my life. You know, it's just wow. I become extremely close with all my clients. I'm really good at working with people. So when I'm hiring people, I meet people out in the wild. And I can kind of do a read on them and get, I can just start from the start, kind of get, I know all their strengths and, and, and all this. Um, I can tell really quickly. And I think it's not something that everyone has naturally. You can certainly train yourself a little bit to get, be more aware of, but I mean, if you have it naturally, I think that's a huge, a huge benefit, you know? And I, I think I just had that. Yeah, I'm, no, that's I awesome. You, I think you do too. I think you, I've talked to you and I think you get a pretty good quick reading on, on people and, you know, yeah. You know, you know what? You're right. I think I think for me, it really is, you know, as you start to sit down and you have I mean, I can have a, a two minute conversation with someone yep. and know right away whether or not they're going to fit with the team. You 100%. know what I mean? And, and yep. then, you know, even not even so much having a conversation, but just the energy that they bring, they, they kind of, you know, give off. You can almost tell like, oh, man, I can't be I can't hire. Some, and this is probably really bad, but it's hard for me to hire someone. If I don't feel like I could like be close with them or be friends with them or like communicate properly because that's like i know everyone has their strengths but i feel like we have to have some sort of a good relationship otherwise what are we doing you know actually right, currently right. As i, I film this right now in my house downstairs i have um I, the newest restaurant that i bought up here i have the manager that i, that I hired up there her husband daughter and son are all downstairs eating dinner in my house like we you know, <laughs> I, become, I become really close with my with my staff and i think that's good like i know people say like yeah, business yeah. personal separate you know yada yada i just don't feel that way I really, yeah. just don't. it might be a weakness in the end, but if it's a weakness, it's the weakness I want to have, you know? Right, right, right. No, I like absolutely. that. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. How, now I have a question. Do you have, um, like with your business, do you have a lot of, cause I've heard this quote and I think it was Jim Rohn who said it. He said, there's penny in the sales and fortune in the follow-up. Oh, hundred percent. And yeah. Do you have a lot of, um return business or and how does that look if so like with your follow-up with them um so in the it world yes i mean there's that's been my thing my first couple clients paved the way for they got me my next five and then you know so it's it's really stemmed out in that that long term uh yeah anyone can sell a one account or like you know just go in and say big words and sell something but it's really creating again that relationship that um everyone every one of my clients could personally call me at any time and talk to me about other things, you know what I'm saying? And they wouldn't be weird. Um, you know, I'm pretty close with almost everyone that is even a client. So I think that is absolutely the strength is people want to bring you new business when they like you and when you have a relationship with them. If you're just cut and dry, sell you this, 
barely delivering, or even if the product's fine, but you're just not really involved, they kind of, you fall off the map. No one's excited to go get you a new company, you know, customer or whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, that yeah. that's kind of a, you know, that's just an adage that's old as time, right? I mean, people mm-hmm. love doing business with people that they know, yeah. trust, respect. I mean, those things, right? Somebody that's ingrained in the community. And I think that's one of the strengths that's really helped, you know, Jeff, even my own business. Um, you know, we're so ingrained in our community, you know, in Monroe that, you are, yeah. you know, people, people just love doing business with us, you know, because they realize they rec- they recognize not only are they helping me and my family, but you're helping the 47 yeah. other employees that we employ that are all local, Bingo. you know, yeah. to the community. Right. So, Bingo. so talk to me a little bit about how you tie yourself to these communities because you're not from St. Ignace and that's where you're at now. You know, you're yeah. not from Ann Arbor. But like, how do you tie yourself to a community like Ann Arbor that's such a big, wide open ocean? You know what's funny? So Ann Arbor specifically, um, it was it was kind of just one step at a time, one person at a time. And just to clear it up, right? Like, so I know I know you guys feel the same way, I'm sure. But just to say it out loud, that's not why we create these relationships. We're not like thinking money, 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 right. money. You know? Yeah, right, right. absolutely, absolutely. I feel like it needs to be said sometimes out loud. Is genuinely i enjoy the things i do and it just happens to be cool that it happens to have a business and we can all support each other you know but um yep so with in, in ann arbor is one really one person at a time it was a lot of going out um meeting new people um talking to uh you know local bartenders and just getting to know everyone and um and then when i was doing that app when i put on that app and i met a lot of people that way and i put myself on associations right? like main street association state street you know all these things just get in and just try and make friends and and give my best input I can and try and help anywhere that I can. Uh, I think it's just be excited and be genuinely excited and be excited to meet people, be excited to do things, not excited about the dollar when you're, you know, right, right, right. You're excited about and you, your whole end game is like, how many dollars is this going to make me? You're going to fuck up a lot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Right. No, absolutely, man. And you know what? That's one thing that I preach to a lot of, you know, I just had this conversation with this phenomenal, phenomenally talented a chef friend of mine and you know she's been really exploding and coming up on the scene and she had this big dinner this past weekend that she was going to do and she said you know but I don't feel like I'm going to make enough money for the time and da, da, da. And I said you know what sometimes it's about the community 100%. it's about what you're doing for that community and so she calls me this morning she goes oh my gosh I just got a meal plan person I just got somebody who wants to do a cooking class I just got somebody and I said and that's where it comes from right because you were genuine you put it out there and now you're reaping the the rewards of of what you put out there, yes. you know. And so, let me ask you this though: so as you're starting to grow your business, as you're making your transitions, you're you know moving from the IT world to the restaurant world, hospitality world. What's your what's your overall philosophy on employees? How do you manage and train the employees now that you're taking on? So, one of my best things in my, in my companies um, is. I always start with finding a really good manager. So like I, I always focus my most time finding that person that I really believe is going to manage the best. And then I kind of let them do a lot. I, I really get a lot more. I give them a lot of control. I, I, I wow. talk to me about some things, but in the hiring process, I give them a lot of freedom and I trust them to find the right people and judge it. And I think it's one of those things where if I go in and I'm like, hey, that may have not been a good fit, then we'll talk about it. But I allow that first step and I don't micro like, you know, want to be a part of everything at first. But that the, the thing I want to be a part of the most is hiring that first person or two. 
that are the management okay. team and I become really, really close with them and they got to be the best ones. And uh, then, you know, they really help me hire these people because like, let's, I mean, let's, let's face it, especially with my lack of experience in the field, they know what we're looking for more than I do. You know, I mean, it's just right. That. Right. And uh, as much as I like to be the creative part and I love to host and I love to entertain and do all this stuff and great good food. When we're talking day to day stuff, they know better. And uh, it's, so it's, it's been pretty great for me. I've, I've really had a lot of success this way. I've never had any problems with any, any of the hiring processes. Never had someone who caused a huge scene and, you know, like made a real big problem outside of little things. And um, I think it's, it's really as a business owner, a lot of business owners don't put a lot of trust into people because they're very paranoid and they really want to be overly, you know, over the top and, and micromanaging everything. And I think the best advice would be like, really try and let your trust in and your ego go and your pride kind of go a wow bit, you know you know what that that's so refreshing to hear um because you're right i think oftentimes we do see a lot of owners i call them white knuckle drivers yeah that's a good you know one. what i mean they're yeah. just man they're holding onto the wheels so tight yeah. because they don't want to let you know it's what's my money of, or it's my this or it's my that yeah. you know and yeah. and then all of a sudden you know they're driving the bus off the cliff you yep. know, because you, you're, you're not you're not going to have people that will follow you when you yeah. when you ride that tight, you know, yeah. when you're driving that hard. Wow, that's crazy, man. That's so and you know, let me tell you what else is refreshing. And and this is where I think, you know, and it's fun because you and Jeff are so much a, a lot alike. Yeah. It's fun to hear you actually admit what your weaknesses are up front. Oh, I love it. I, yeah. I mean, that, that's the biggest part. you got to acknowledge your weaknesses. If you don't, you're going to drive that bus off the cliff real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, as you know, Jeff. No business doing. And you're going to be like, whoops. <laughs> Bro, yeah, you're 100% right, man. Like, that's what um, – and real quick, can you guys still hear me good? Mm -hmm. You're good. Okay, cool. Well, um, I feel like I've seen, you know, just from the short time that I've been open at the shop, I've seen so many people that, you know, oh, we're going out, we're going to make, you know, a million dollars, we're going to be great, all this stuff, but they won't acknowledge their weaknesses and that's why they end up shutting down, that's why they don't end up being, yeah. because it's it's not so much about our strengths, like you said, it's about the weaknesses yeah. and transitioning just a little bit, you know, like you said, we grew up in the same trailer park. We did, man, yeah. Man, and not a lot of people make it out. No, at all. Absolutely not. So talk to me a little bit about what was it like at growing up? Like what was driving you through the years? Like when did you know, like, this is what I want to do and what fueled you as a kid? Because I know mine came as a kid, yep. but like as a kid, what, what, what kind of fueled you to like go this far? That's a good question, man. And uh, I think about it often, actually. I think about when that really started. And it's it's weirdly like, I always just kind of knew. You know, I, ever since I was really young, I didn't know what by any means. I didn't know an industry or any specifics. But I always just knew that I would be okay and I'd figure it out because I just really trusted myself to make the right moves and the right decisions. Um, and, you know, growing up poor was actually really cool, I think. I think it was gave an advantage because that's why I'm not super, super money driven and like freaked out about like how many dollars this is going to make me. And like you said about your friends that were like, you know, we're going to go out and make a million dollars. I think that saying that before you start a business is that's just setting yourself up for failure. 
saying, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go make this much money from this. Like, yeah, just, yeah. that's not a reason to be in business. And like, I get it that business is money in the end, but it's not the reason to go into business because like you, there's so many things before the money comes and you have to be on top of all of them. If yeah, if you're focused on the back thing, but yeah, I mean, um, coming from there was, you know, enlightening i guess it was it was rough at the time but you know it was it was good we all did our thing we all hung out we were we were, we were fine i mean you know like it was it was rough living situations we all had fun uh, and hung out together and did everything but um really when i knew i think the most was when i, I really struggled in school i was i was an f student since you were allowed to fail you know like i, I went through elementary because like they had to right there was no failing in elementary school but literally since i started school i just never could like absorb and listen and participate and i don't know what it was it wasn't i was being defiant it just didn't click with my brain at all and uh, that's so surprising to me because in my head i'm like oh he must have been super smart you know same same wow it was it was rough Uh, so i I officially dropped out when i was legally allowed to in ninth grade um because before my mom kept getting calls from the you know truancy officer like we're gonna take you to jail and she's like gosh damn it zach (laughs) go to school (laughs) um but yeah i mean i missed missed way more than half the year in school that was that was way more like any days that i felt i could get away with i missed when i was there i did nothing um and again i was a good kid i wasn't like a brat or like attitude i was very politely like no thank you i don't i don't want to participate um and so my brain worked different but i just had this comfort the whole time that was just this isn't my thing but i'm gonna do things like i just knew it and i don't really know why maybe it was a little bit of being naive (laughs) but yeah 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 it it carried me through it and um all of my teachers and and classmates hearing the you know the, the teachers say these things and stuff were not very supportive obviously they would be like, you know, Zach, you're, you're, you know, they already seen I was poor and stuff. They'd be like, you're going to end up homeless or, you know, you're not going to get a job ever. And what are you going to do? What are your plans? And I would always just be like, I'll be all right. Like, I, I just knew I would. And they'd be like, that's not how the world works. <laughs> and, like, and, look, and look, and look, and look, look how the world out. worked out for you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe not so, your world, but exactly. my world. <laughs> I don't believe that there can be, you know, one system that fits all. But it doesn't make right. any sense. I man, I agree one hundred percent. How the hell can we create one system that? So it would just, I don't know. Yeah. So I think, and that's, I think it's a good thing to, to note. You know, for a lot of people that are out there that are feeling dumb. You know, they're like, I've been, I don't, I can't do school, and I feel dumb because everyone else tells me I'm dumb. I, mean, I was told I was dumb a lot. <laughs> you know, like yeah, you're homeless, yeah. you're stupid. Why aren't you doing this? And I think it's just important to look at a lot of the people who have done things despite school, and uh, really just look into yourself. And if you're not, if it's not working for you, you just have to figure out what is and what can, you know? And I think as long as you're real with yourself on all the levels, weaknesses and strengths, it's okay to say when you're good at something too. That's a hard thing people have a hard time admitting too. Just as much as we say, I'm good at this. I have this strength is also, you know, people feel weird about doing that and feeling it. Wow. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to peel back half a layer there. So, so Jeff just asked, okay, coming out of the trailer park kind of what was your motivation to become an entrepreneur i'm going to peel that back one step further and say and this is usually jeff's question so what is your why today like as you sit there today in this moment you know everything that you've come through and all the things that you're doing now and we're going to get into some of the things that you're working on now what is your why today so that that's also a good question uh and something i think about often it's uh you know it's it's funny because whenever i think about what i'm doing and the industries and stuff 
I always wonder like, you know, when's this going to shift? What am I going to do next? Um, and, and, you know, why am I doing it? Is it money? Is it this? And, you know, am I enjoying everything that I'm doing still, which is why I got into restaurants and bars as much as I, you know, do it and, and like my clients and stuff, it isn't exactly my passion. So I knew I had to do something that was really, I was passionate about again. Um, but b- despite the personal just reasons of, you know, doing something that I, that I enjoy, um, honestly, other people, like I really, really more than anything in the business, I enjoy working with other people and I enjoy wow. watching the people that I kind of work with. I don't even want to say work for me, but I work with, um, cha- you know, changing their direction, changing their mindset, getting into things that just makes them happy. Um, you know, maybe no one else wow. ever gave them a chance or, you know, gave, put them in this direction. It's really, really cool to, to, to see them do things. And, uh, that's totally my, my, my why. Like if it wasn't wow. for that, I think I would, there's so many other ways I can go make money. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right, fact, right, right. Yeah. Probably I could go make money. <laughs> I was going to say, listen, far. man, you're talking to a guy that's been in, in the restaurant game for 35 years. There are exactly. much easier ways to make much money out there. To make money. And Let I'm me like, tell I you, man. Background. I can make, you know, I can make apps. I can make all this stuff. I can make money in much easier ways. But I really enjoy the, the very strong personal parts that come from the hospitality industry. And uh, so my why wow. really is, is a little bit for myself, wanting that passion, but I'm passionate about not only in the industry I'm in now, but the people. So for myself, wow. it's that. And then I do it for the other people too. It's, you know, that's, that's totally my, my thing. So, so what, what would you consider your leadership style to be? Very, you know, I, I don't know that I, I think very guided, but gentle, Gently okay. guided. Um, yeah. I th- so I think okay. I'm not someone who, you know, pushes people into situations. Um, and I think you're going to be good at this. You go there now. And they're like, I don't want to. And I'm like, no, you're going to be great. And, you know, push them. But right. I, I will guide and try to gently, you know, go over the reasons I think they're going to be good there or, you know, and see where they're feeling. Or, you know, if, if they want to make a change, I allow that change. But like I said, I give a lot of freedom. I give a lot of trust. Wow. And I give a lot of, you know just freedom to, to explore their own strengths um, and weaknesses. And I, even when I see things going wrong, I'm usually not very critical. And sometimes I'll let it go for a little bit. It's not, you know, it's not right. Uh, I just right, right, right. back off and, and let it go. Um, so yeah, I think gently guided, but in a way that is still strong. I think it's a strength. I yeah, think yeah, yeah. United is a strength, you know, as, 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 as passive. Well, it's like leading, it's like, it's like leading with love, leading with empathy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Leading with uh, like a mentorship mentality. Yes. And that, that's what it sounds like to me is, you know, you're kind of, you know, you're, you're evaluating the employees for who they are as people. Yeah. And you're finding the ways that you might be able to help them kind of find their path, their own personal path. Yeah. Um, I think that's, I think that's pretty special, man. You don't see that very often in especially in our industry in the restaurant industry i've got a saying it's my job to to uh, train them to move up and on that's my job as a chef it's so that you know and i get it man i've had some phenomenal talented guys come through my kitchen come through my restaurant and for me the blessing is you know okay yesterday i got a phone call from one of my former sous chefs who now is a head chef at a country club called me up and he's like, Hey man, you got like 10 minutes. I want to go over this menu. I want to see if I'm going in the right direction. I want to make sure these flavors sound right. And yeah. you know, and we sat on the phone for an hour just talking about food this morning, you know, one of my other 
executive sous chefs called me up and he's a head chef now somewhere else, big company calls me up and he's like, Hey man, so I've been sampling the, you know, these dishes. I just don't know if I'm going in the right direction. What do you think about this? To me, that's the blessing is when you've trained them to move up and on, but yet they still reach back yes. and, you know, yep. and, and reach out to you for advice for, you know, advice on their family, advice on balancing their lives. And so that's care. where I'm going to go next. Yeah. yeah well, 100%. And, yeah. And that's where I'm going to go next with you. What's your, what's your idea of work-life balance? Because you have a lot of irons in the fire I do, and, yeah. you know, and, and I know, I know you have a family. Mm-hmm. So what's your, you know, what's your idea of work-life balance? What does that look like for a young up and coming entrepreneur? It's tough. That's one of the hardest parts. I think, um, especially at first, it was a hard thing to grasp because you kind of want to go full on. You want to go, you know, pedal to the metal and you're loving what you do. You're, you're having fun growing. Um, you want to stop and focus on the things that are most important, obviously, but you're also really stressed out all the time and trying to like make sure that you're doing 100% of what you can on the other end. So it's, it's an extremely hard thing to find. I think I'm just recently finding that work-life balance and, and, and in the terms of, you know, admitting that if I've taken on too much um, and really acknowledging it, you know, even if I know I can technically do it, should I is the better question. Should I take this on? Should I do this? Not can I? Yeah, I can, you know, but um, so that's taken me a long time to really grasp. And uh, I think you got to put everything, you got to put everything in, in priorities in your head, right? I think if, if you're, if you have a family and you have, you know, kids and stuff, those always should come first. If not, there's, there's a problem there with the the priorities and right. It's 50, 50 still isn't really right. You know, I think you need to prioritize those, but um, if you feel like you're putting too much in, I think it's, it's okay to step back and think I should wind this down now. And there's always time, you know, if you have to wind something down for now, there's always time, you know, unless you're like 95, yeah dying in like a year or something like you know like you know what i'm saying like, <laughs> right yeah 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 you've, uh, you've been you've been given that that mark you already know when your time is yeah coming. you're like yeah, okay exactly. well, I, better, I better do this like i got a year so like and you know yeah I mean, yeah theoretically yeah. always time we don't know when but you know there's always you know i can do this for now and this is something i want to project for later instead of oh i want to do this now boom 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 you know so it's so let's it's, so let's talk about the businesses that you have right now so right now you you just acquired Mo's that you're going to be reopening in Ann Arbor. Yep. You've got the hotel restaurant in St. Ignace. Uh, the Whitetail, yep. And then you also have another restaurant, I believe, up in the UP, don't you? Yep, in St. Ignace, too, uh, the Galley. So actually, Whitetail is in Brevoort, technically. And then the St. Ignace, okay. uh, by like the Mackinac Island Ferries, is called the Galley. It's like a little lakeside okay. steakhouse. Um, wow. Okay, so how are you able to balance your time between the three spots now? Um, it's, it's been tricky as of lately, especially because the construction is going on at Moe's. Um, there's construction going on at the Whitetail since I bought it and then getting the galley ready to open for the crazy season because the on season here is yeah. nice. Um, yeah. absolutely crazy. So we, it's, it's hard sometimes, but once they're all running smooth, my time is, you know, that's kind of where that, that kind of trusting relationship came on. I really am not needed much. I go up, okay. I, I make sure, you know, everything's coming out well, like product wise, I make sure everyone's happy and working together and there's no like huge dilemmas, but I kind of only have to put out big fires, everything else. They're just, I go there really just to say hi and everyone's happy to see me and happy to show me this new <laughs> thing they did or, you know, um, cause they know right, I get it right, right. too, right? Like I, whenever someone comes up with something and they're like doing things good, they know that like they get praise for 
all my employees get praise for me way more than they get like a, a, a slap on the wrist. Um, right, right, right. About telling people when they're doing good, and, you know, and, and that's so, like, so you, you become more of an administrator in that, in that capacity yeah. where you're kind of showing up, you're, you're checking the numbers, you're maybe meeting with the staff, meeting with your team, meeting with the management team, and then, you know, moving on to the next location. So do you kind of split your time? Like I'm one day here, I'm one day there, or like I'm, cause St. Ignace and the galley up, up, you know, in the UP are pretty close in proximity, but then I guess your, your longest jaunt would yeah. be coming down to Ann Arbor. Well, I live in Ann Arbor full time. Yeah. So, um, Oh my word. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I live in Ann Arbor full time. Um, and then I drive up here to my house here, uh, every, uh, probably once a week when it's hectic, um, like Friday, Saturday, usually. And then once every other week or every three weeks when things are more like I'm not super needed. Um, right, so right. I'm, I'm so used to the drive at this point. I just like sit in my car and then all of a sudden I'm at the bridge, you know, it's like, <laughs> there's so many times <laughs> that I don't even notice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I drive up here just wow. to, like meet for coffee at this point. Like, I mean, it's just, <laughs> you know, wow, that's crazy. So, so talk to, talk to us a little bit about, okay. So if I'm a, if I'm an entrepreneur and I'm looking it's I feel like it's that time, how did you know it was time to scale? When did you realize um, that? I think, I don't think you ever know. I don't think you ever know for sure. I don't think that's ever, yeah, that's even a thing you can be like, oh, okay, I'm certain of this. I think really listening to yourself, what you want to take on, what you feel comfortable with and, and how much you want to do it is really the thing. And again, not just because there's dollars, you know, like if you're seeing something, you're like, oh, I should take right, that on. Right. Like just because like, I think I can make X dollars um, and you already have a lot going on and it's not something you really care about. No, then the answer is no. <laughs> like, um, right, right, right. You, if you're passionate enough about that project and you realistically have the capability of taking it on um that's when it's quote unquote time to you know allow yourself to if you want you know or or feel like yeah, you should. yeah, yeah. Uh, but i don't think there's any like wow. real telltale signs of like this is the perfect time uh, unless you're like you know just dead set and like you have all these fingers on the heartbeat of a, of an industry and a, and a thing that you just know everything about, but that's almost never the, the case. <laughs> yeah. No, I can tell you, listen, man, I, I get phone calls from people all the time. I, again, I've been in the restaurant industry for 35 years Yeah, and there are things I'm learning every yeah. day. And that's how and it should be. There you are, stop and you, it, you know, know, the business is boring to you at that point. You know, listen, man, I tell everybody I'm Peter Pan. I just had somebody ask me, they go, how can you be in the restaurant business this long? And I said, you know what? I'm Peter Pan. I'm the boy that never grew up. I never had to yes. because every, every five years I get a new crop of 18 to 22 year olds that are either just starting their college, you know, collegiate journey. Some that are maybe they're going to graduate school, but they just need something in between. I said, every five years I get a whole new crop of kids uh, young adults that, man, they just keep me young. I listen to all the, the latest music, all the best music, you know, so I'm surrounded yeah, by it, man. It's, it's fun. That's, that's what it should be. But, but, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to hear you say, you know, that you kind of know, because I know a lot of entrepreneurs get themselves in trouble and too fast. Yeah. So how do you keep a handle on, you know, again, you've got these three projects going, you're still in the IT world. How do you keep your finger on the pulse at all times? Um, you know, and that's something I've been guilty of, of letting slide too, for sure. Like, you know, taking on a little too much sometimes and, uh, especially at once or, you know, at there it's, it's one of those things where there's balance where like at times it's totally good. I can manage all of them, but I forget about those times where they're all crazy. And I'm like, well, this is too much. Right. So you have those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
I definitely, it's, 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 it's hard. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's tough. It's not like a, a yeah, walk yeah. park. That's where, you know, you just continue to get better at adapting and figuring out, you know, what you can pass off, what your real value is to put yourself where you value the most, instead of trying to put yourself in every little, you know, in every yep. little spot. Uh, yeah. I think that's the most important thing. Figure out what your biggest values are. Only do those. And let right. everyone else do the rest that you think other people could do better than you because there are so many things that other other people can do better than you. Everyone who's yeah, watching, yeah, yeah. everyone, everyone. <laughs> so, <laughs> no so, so right, you know, so right now, all of our all of our listeners have kind of like, you know, if 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 they could see like the iceberg, right? Yeah. There's always like that iceberg meme, right? And you see the tip of the iceberg, but you don't get to see what happens below the water, right? So right now, everyone's looking at Zach. They're listening to what we're saying, and they're like, man, this guy's super successful. Everything he's touched has turned to gold. So I want to, like, peel back another layer and say, all right, walk me through some of your failures. What's that been like, and what are some great lessons that you took away from maybe opening something, failing at it, and then regrouping? I think, um, you know, it, it's one of those things where you have to look at, you have to think what is a failure to you. You know, mm. um, and really yeah. gauge that because I think things that either didn't work out or, or you know, weren't long term, I think those are lessons, um, you know, nice. and, and they're all positives. Like everything you do, the first failure would have been tech life, right? It was only there for like a year, um, but it was a super good lesson on what I did want to do with it next. The store didn't last because okay. it didn't make, you know, it didn't really fit and make any sense in the end. Uh, I was doing like in-store computer repair, which is not going to pay the bills. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, and uh, right. I realized that, that I needed to go do business, you know, go to on-sites and have people do that with me. Um, so that was technically a failure, right? Um, but it, it led me into the next thing. Uh, right, the marketing right. company that I say, I, you know, I, I, I kind of shuttered the doors for the most part. I have a few clients that I still have just because they rely on me so much. But overall, I've shut down most of that. That could be considered a failure because I shut business down. Um, but it was, I learned so much out of that in the world of, you know, marketing and, and just client relations and so much that it was a choice to do. So, um, the app for Ann Arbor, I ended up shutting down cause it was too much to manage. Um, yeah. again, learned a ton from that led me into different avenues. So I think, you know, failures are not really most, most of the time they're not really failures because you tried and you went out and did stuff and then you yep. learned as long as you don't let something one thing doesn't work and you're like, never mind, never again. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. Like, yeah, I'm done. It. Throwing the towel. Trick. Yeah. That was one trick pony. Like, like then, then yeah. But um, I think if you don't do that and you're like, okay, that didn't work. Here's what I learned from it. Let me apply it next or let it lead me to the next thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there, I, I wouldn't call many things, this might sound cocky, but I wouldn't call many things failure, you know? Like, right, 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 um, right. You know, the, the things didn't work out just were super good lessons and led me into more positive things. I can't think of a single thing that didn't work out that didn't lead me in to more positive next step. Right. Yeah. But that, yeah. that comes back to mindset, though, right? I mean, yeah. that comes back to making sure you have, you know, and, 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 you know, in my opinion, I think that's the difference between the most successful guys, the most successful entrepreneurs that really make it and take it to a whole nother level. Um, you know, and one of those guys you could look at, you know, um, you know, the founders of Apple, right? Yeah. At one point in time, I mean, think about it, man. Uh, you know, Apple at the brink of probably closing to what it is today, right? 
and you could have easily said, wow, man, these guys are, they don't know what they're doing. They're going under. And then all of a sudden there was a change in mindset. They learned from their failures and they catapulted forward. I mean, you know, and it sounds, it sounds like that's kind of where you're at. Yeah. Um, so as you look at like kind of where you're at today, what are some challenges that you're facing right now in this moment as you start to kind of embark on these couple different journeys you're on? Right now in this moment is the time that I talked about where it's like everything's good and you can manage everything and then everything gets crazy at once and you're like, whoops. <laughs> you know? In this yeah. moment of time, I guess I have two places under construction um, and I'm opening the galley on the 11th. So we have a lot wow. of just, you know, crazy parts we're open for the season and uh there's just a lot going on um i have my it clients that still need me right like physically need me in places and um still rely on me heavily and so right now it's timing right now is 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 hard to find out find all that time for myself to be in all these projects and at some points like these times where you're in construction and opening phases you can't really pass the buck all your managers and your, you know, your staff are relying on you to give the answers. You're not like, I don't know, you figure it out because this is the time yeah, where yeah, you yeah. have to make decisions. <laughs> they wouldn't like that, right? Like that's not what they want to be doing. Right, 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 so, right. Um, right now it's really time. Right now it's, it's time and uh, energy and, you know, just, just staying on the right track and making sure I'm doing the best I can with each one. Um, which is hard to find in yourself, right? Sometimes you just want to go to sleep. <laughs> you're just like, you just want to be like, I don't know, leave me alone for a minute. That's not really an option at that point. I think anyone you know what? themselves has to like really be aware of that, that like you have to put things before yourself often. Wow. That's actually the next question I was going to ask you, man. So if you had any, any like if, if I'm a new entrepreneur and I'm coming to Zach and I'm saying, talk to me about what it would take. Yeah. To, to be in your place in your shoes talk to me about that and what uh, is that like belief i think too man like i think that's one of the biggest things is if you go and do things it's not going to be an overnight thing i mean if it is great for you but that's not how it usually works um yeah. so if you don't really really believe in yourself and what you're doing and and your capability you're gonna fold the cards at some point you know i think you've got to be really you know it takes a lot of belief a lot of determination and um a lot of learning you have to be willing to learn, willing to, you know, like we said, talk about strengths and weaknesses, but more than anything, believe like that's just, and I think that's where I always was. Like I said, at some points I thought maybe I was naive, but I always believed that like I was, you know, even the things that like weren't really big, I was like, well, it's okay. I'm on the way to the big thing. It was just fully believe that I was, and maybe that's why something ended up happening. And there really was no, you know, <laughs> like that can trump skills sometimes, you know, like your belief can literally over trump your skills. You could actually not be that skilled at anything, but believing it and you end up pushing so hard that you end up being that, you know, you know what I go ahead, Jeff, I see you jumping in. Uh, oh yeah. I was just going to say, I mean, I feel like that's one of the biggest things we've heard mm -hmm. throughout the time is like, you know, as long as you believe in yourself, there could be a hundred people who don't, but as long as you believe in you, yeah. you can do anything, you know? Yeah. No, absolutely. And you know, the other thing I was going to say there too is, you know, sometimes you're right. I'll take a guy that, yeah, and this just happened in my kitchen uh, last summer. I had a kid that was a super talented chef. I mean, super talented, man. This kid could cook anything. Yeah. And I, I had to make a choice between him and I'm going to call this other person more of a, a just just a rock, rock steady. Somebody that shows up every day, mm -hmm. doesn't complain, puts the hours in, you know, does everything exactly how he's asked to do it. 
and then ask questions about it, but not before, you know, not before he always, he does it 100% all the way through. And then he would say, Hey, just out of curiosity, you know, why do we do it like this? And then I would explain it to him and he'd go, Oh, okay. The other kid, super talented, man, but everything we would try to, you know, put in front of him, there was always a, well, you know what, but you know, this, and it's like, man, you haven't even done it yet. Like do the job first and then come back and, and talk to me about it. But anyway, I had to make a choice keep the super talented guy or keep the kid that I felt, you know, maybe wasn't the most talented, but had the most heart, the most dedication, the most loyalty to the process. And that believed, you mm-hmm. know, first and foremost, believed in our process overall. Sure. And sometimes you got to make those choices, man. It's, it's, it's not an easy one. It's not it an sounds easy like, one. It sounds like to me, the other guy that, that, you know, the, the more, you know, one that wanted to change the process or whatever, question it. He should go into business for himself, right? Because he believed in himself more than you, right? Like, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, no, 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 no. I got a better idea. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when you're, you know, when you're, when you're in business, so he probably should have done his things for himself. You know, just like I no, couldn't, couldn't be the waiter because I was, I had a hard time listening to people and someone being like, "Hey, do this." I'm like, "No." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know that that kind of hard headedness sometimes in business is really, really good to believe in yourself yeah, more yeah. than what other people are telling you to do. You know? But you know what? I think that is a general theme that we hear from a lot of our entrepreneurs. There is, and again, you know, you got a guy like Steve Jobs, right? And yeah. we just talked about Apple a second ago, a guy that has so much belief in himself and in his process and in what he's doing, you see like what came of it, you know, talking to you and talking to some of the other entrepreneurs we've talked to, that's kind of an underlying theme. Everybody had so much belief in themselves regardless of whether anyone else believed in them, it was yeah. like, Hey, I know I can do this. So let me ask you this. How do you, how do you breathe that type of belief and that type of ownership into employees that maybe now you are inheriting because you're buying these businesses and taking them over? How do you get them to buy into your philosophy? I don't necessarily spend a lot of time trying to convince them. So I usually can tell pretty quick which ones are going to stay and which ones aren't. Um, There's been several occasions where I can tell that they're not quite there yet, but they're, they're going to be all right. Like I can, you know what I'm saying? I can work with them and we're going to get to a better place. You have to be able to see that far down into someone. And again, I think it's really hard to train. You have to go past those layers. Even if someone at the moment has these issues that are, you know, not seeming like it, you have to see what's beyond that. And is it possible to go into a better range some people it's not, right? If, if you don't personally, it doesn't mean they're bad people, but if you're not going to be able to work with them, you have opposite mindsets and, and all that, then it's, then it's a no-go. And uh, even if we've inherited them, it's kind of like, a, we should probably split ways. You know, I think you're going to do better somewhere else. I just don't, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah. so I don't really spend so a lot do you- of time convincing because I think I try, to, I try to pick the ones that really already somewhat are on board, engaged, and, you know, trust me, I guess. Um, and um, sometimes it takes time, but I think really being able to filter that out is the thing and not trying to, you know, fit a square peg into a round hole, you know. Right, right. Wow. You know, that's that's kind of interesting, too, to hear you say that, because, you know, I, I, I've taken over spots and places yeah. and sometimes it's the philosophy that trips people up. You know, yeah. they were kind of brought up from a different, you know, philosophy or they came through a different system or a process and then all of a sudden here you are coming in and it's like, ah, another thing, you know, another idea or another, you know, concept type of thing. 
So when you go in, is there an evaluation process you use or you just kind of sit down with everybody and I just, I just start talking to everyone, right? It's, it's very, very casual. I think you learn most from people when there's not in a, in a sit down process. That's when you learn real about people. People, Some people are really good sweet talkers at sitting down and being like, (laughs) all the words to say, you know? Um, Yeah, 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 yeah. I just like to act, I'm really casual when I go into places, just as casual as I am all the time and talk to my friends. Um, with no business involved and learn a lot about them. And, uh, you know, it can really make kind of a, a judgment on that. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty good. Other than having to like put these questions and this thing into place. Yep. 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 Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, kind of like Jeff and in his, uh, his belief that, that LeBron is better than MJ, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's Bro, a sweet I talker. knew we were going to, I knew it. I just knew <laughs> I thought just we saying. might get an episode where this didn't happen, but <laughs> no, I'm you just know, I'm saying like Jeff, Jeff is a sweet talker, yeah. you know, about, about LeBron and, you know, and, and what he believes, but the reality is MJ is the best. And, uh, you know, and, and, and so in, in me, I just, I'm casual about it. I'm super Do you casual. you see LeBron in the playoffs right now? That's just because Jordan's retired. <laughs> Jordan could never. Not at that that's age. Just cause he's, that's just because he's retired. All right. So, so this is something we do every episode. Sorry, Zach. Uh, I'm good? trying to convince, I'm trying to convince, uh, you know, Jeff that MJ is the goat, the one and only yeah. next to Kobe. And then of course there's LeBron. Um, all right. As we start to, to kind of wrap things up, man, do me a favor, do us a favor, walk us through a typical day. What is a tip? This is usually Jeff's question, but he's driving and he's yeah. kind of blinking out. So I'm going to ask it for him. Walk us through a typical day. What does a typical day look like for you from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed? Oh, man, I wish there was a thing as a typical day, but uh, there's really not. But yeah, I mean, I guess in, in a nutshell, right, it's it's usually uh, I wake up, I have my my son. Uh, so he's homeschooled. So we do we do homeschool and I try and kind of multitask a little bit while I'm while I'm schooling him and, you know, do some little stuff on the side, respond to emails while he's doing his lesson plans and stuff. Um, I move right into whatever is calling for by the day. I have like a to-do list, right? But changes constantly, but it usually goes something along the lines of in the daytime, I focus on my IT stuff, um, how I can catch up on all that. And then in the nighttime, I focus on what needs to be done for the restaurants and bars and, you know, things like that. Like when I'm literally like going to bed, like I'll literally sit on my computer for a while and, uh, you know, whether it's like I do, I do all the graphic design and all like the marketing and stuff because I have that, you know, so I'll usually like catch up on like making menus or logos or ads or things like that or answering questions and, you know, getting uh, recipes differed or whatever's needed to be done for those. So I usually try to split it like daytime IT because there's like hours that, you know, matter because my, my clients mostly have business hours. <laughs> right, 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 right. At night when it doesn't really matter when I do things, I usually just in bed or, you know whatever. I, I do a couple hours of work and get that out. Sometimes wow. so, five in the morning, but, I was know. just going to say, man, so what time, what time do you normally like try to quote unquote, go to bed? I, my energy peaks as soon as it turns dark out. I'm like, Oh, yeah. finally. <laughs> and I peak. <laughs> so oh, man, dude, you're, you're already so a vampire. That's what they call yeah. us. Vampires. Yeah, you're already absolutely. a vampire. I was born once since I was a kid. That was why also I hated school. Like, you want to wake <laughs> up at six in the morning for what? <laughs> No thanks. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. That is funny. Well, Jeff, what you got? It looks like you're 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 not blinking anymore. No, man. I, it, I mean, I've been able to hear the whole time, and I it's been a good one to just listen to because, again, someone I you know I grew up with. Yeah. 
and just just hearing your journey, bro. And it's very inspiring to do and become more. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, so very, thank you. I'm very happy to see that you're doing good too, man. That's, that's huge. Like it's, you know, we don't, we, like you said, we're, we don't really see that much with, you know, right. With, Bro, uh, thank you for pouring into us for real. Thank yeah, you. No, sure. Yeah. All right. So yeah, as we start also, to clear you know, up to talk about, earlier, about the like mental health awareness month, uh, that was something yes. I struggled with detrimentally most of my life. Detrimentally. Yeah. I had a point where I was agoraphobic. Like I couldn't even leave the house. I had panic attacks and I left the house. Wow. And, yeah, man, it was, it, was, it was bad. So I've always struggled with anxiety, panic, depression, things like that. And I mean, still to this day, they sometimes inhibit me. I've learned to really take most control, but there's at times where I'm inhibited by them still. So I think, you know, just to wrap back to what you're talking about in the beginning, definitely. Yeah. That's also along with the weaknesses. That's a weakness that you have to go through, but it can also be a strength if you get out of it because you've, you've lived in a different way that other people have never even had to overcome um so yeah people if, if you're when you're watching this and stuff and you have a, definitely go go talk to someone go out there and you know figure figure out just be determined to fix it however you what fixing it means to you uh and be yeah honest. what you know 100 percent. and I, i'll tell you man that's one of the things that being in the restaurant industry um yeah. you know to kind of close this out you know talking about mental health awareness you know i never thought that i would become a counselor you know, yeah. I mean, uh, and, oh, yeah. and I say that I say that tongue in cheek, but but in all honesty, man, I've had employees sit at the bar with me, not drinking, but sit at the bar with me just because they didn't have anyone else to talk to. Yep. I've had employees call me at four o'clock in the morning, you know, like just breaking down because they didn't have anyone else they could talk to. Yep. And I don't say that to pat myself on the back. I say that to say, you know, it's a real issue. It and, is. oh, you know, there are so many so many people that struggle in yeah. all these different fields and even somebody like me. So I, I, I kind of joke about being, you know, an, an extroverted introvert, but to be yeah. honest with you, man, I hate people. I mean, I can't, yeah. and, and that was one thing I struggled with growing up. You'd never know it now because I learned how to manage that anxiety of being in a room with a bunch of people. Yeah. But you know, I mean, even when we do our comedy events, I have a very good friend that was doing the comedy shows with us. And I told him, I said, hey, listen, here, so here's the thing. I'm going to walk the room, and then I've got to go sit in the office. And I'll never forget him coming into the office one time during one of our shows. And he was like, hey, man, are you okay? And I said, you know what? I said, I just need to recharge. I just need to sit here away from everybody and all the noise and you know, uh, people yeah. wanting to shake your hand and pat you on the back and all this stuff. I just need to be here in my own space for a minute. Let me just kind of like – and then I'm good. Then I'll come yeah. back out and I'll walk around again and then I'll disappear again. You no, know, that makes sense. I mean, I, I get that. It's you, you have your tolerance on what you can put up with, but, but you learn to live with it. You learn what 100% man. And, and, and I think that's the most important thing with mental health awareness is learning to live with it. A, you know, but also learning to strengthen it, not just accept it and let it take over you. You have to learn to overcome it and, and be strong against it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's tough. It's hard. It's, that's the hard, that's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. The businesses and everything, it, ever, the hardest thing is coming over mental health. That's it's, ma it's and, and I'm going to say the, the other thing too, is not being afraid yep. to seek help, find, oh, you know, a counselor, to. a therapist, somebody, yep. um, yep. that can give you an outlet to communicate with keep you know trying. to share those feelings with you might yeah, not absolutely. find the right person at first you might not find the right medicine at first you might not find the right anything at first keep trying a lot of people will 100 you know, therapist and then they're like that didn't work 
And, uh, yep. you know, I've been there. So it's just, it's, you have to, it's continued. It's, it's exhausting, but you, you yeah. have to do it if you, and there is a, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. There really is uh, at times, it well, like, but there absolutely is. You just got to make sure you're heading towards it. You know what? I mean, um, I, you know, to hear you say that and to hear you speak this way, I have to tell you again, and here's a, here's a great example of, you know, one of the reasons why I'm a big, big, big believer in mental health awareness and, and seeking and finding help. I would have never guessed any of that about you yeah. because you and I have, you know, we've spoken face to face and I mean, yeah. dude, you're, you know, you're charismatic, you're personable. Um, I mean, you know, I would have never in a million years yeah. if you'd have said, Hey man, a year ago, I wouldn't even leave the house. I'd have been like, what are you talking about? Right. You know, right. are you, are yeah. you serious? There's no way that's you, you know what I yeah. mean? But, oh, but exactly. there again, I mean, and that's something to think about too, even if you're not struggling with mental health, Think about the others around you that you know are because it's it's sometimes it's not easy to tell, right? It's yeah, it's very much people yeah, yeah, are yeah. That, like, kind of keeping it at bay and hiding it, and uh, don't you know underestimate people's problems. I guess too, if they come to you and they're like, "I have mental health problems," I've had it in the past where like you know I, I complain of my anxiety issues, and some people are like, "You don't have anxiety, you're fine," <laughs> you know? Right, right, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Also, yeah, for sure. But like you know, there's there's more to it than then meets the eye. And I think that's critical. Right, it's, right. it's, not, it's not a physical ailment that you can just see. And yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's, well, it's, you know what, you know what, Zach, I got to tell you, man, I'm impressed by you. I mean, seeing that, you know, again, in your bio, you know, started your first business at 18, had no idea you came from, you know, from the humble beginnings that you did. Yeah. Um, seeing your growth and everything that you've done to this point. I mean, maybe it's in the water in Monroe, but I see so <laughs> many young, talented entrepreneurs. You know, Jeff Good. is one of them that really just hardworking. Blue, I call them blue collar entrepreneurs. That's what I am, a blue collar entrepreneur. Roll my sleeves up and get it done. Yeah. Um, but man, I, I am so excited. I want to do this again. And I tell you, Jeff, we keep talking about going on location. We need to go up to uh, go up to his Saint, restaurant Saint yeah yeah, yeah. let's let's go, let's go man let's guest rooms yeah you guys can crash let, here for sure let, let's let's do a location we've got to go yeah. to cleveland because we met a young entrepreneur out there in cleveland we got to go talk to hooter and then we need mm. to come up and uh take a trip to saint ignis man Dude, yeah let's come go, in the bro. season we'll go to the island and have fun too it's it's a great time let's let's do it <laughs> all right ready. jeff what do you what do you yeah. got for us jeff hey bro again thank you and yeah. uh you know, I'm I'm really looking forward to connecting with you. You know, and building a a, a, a relationship with you, brother. Seriously. So again. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Absolutely. And Tino, I do want to say thank you for being that uh, being the old guy to give us someone to look to, and, and thank you <laughs> for that. all the counseling, bro. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm yeah. No. Hey, man. We people. That's good. Yeah, no, we have lots of great conversations, you and I, and it's it's a great friendship for sure, man. It's Good. it's definitely been a great friendship. Um, but hey, listen, Zach, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I want to thank you so much. I can't wait to do this again, and I'm serious. I want to do it again because you've got all these things opening. I can't wait. Let's maybe a, a year from now, man. We we sit down again, and I want to see where you're at a year from now um, yeah. because, man, you're just you're exploding. You're exploding, awesome. and it's it's exciting to see. And man, I wish you all the luck. Uh, you know, we're going to be thinking about you and giving you all the, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers that, you know, your stuff is successful. And uh, if you need anything, you give us a shout. Awesome, man. You guys the same. Hey, I appreciate Thank you, you brother. brother. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Man, that's our show for today. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you soon. See you guys. Peace. Boss Talks, keep it unsensitive, it's all hard You could be from all walks, come tune in the Boss Talks Got that horse ball, hop to my prime, ready to dominate